Hi and welcome along to this week's episode of Canna Chat, where we casually chat about all things cannabis related. We appreciate you tuning in. All views expressed in this podcast are the opinions of the host and are no way medical advice. Hi guys and welcome to episode three of Canna Chat. I'm lucky enough to be joined again with Tim today. Hey Lee. Hi Tim. How's things? Not too bad. It's nice to see a bit of good weather again. Oh mate, it just... Let it keep coming. That's all Indeed. I can say. Hopefully it's the start of the spring. I know. Um, so this week we put out calls for a few questions. We did. Um, one of the most popular ones, which is no surprise really, is uh, people asking, could we learn a wee bit more about the host, which would be you, Lee? Okay. Well, I started researching cannabis over a decade ago. Um, since then, I just I found such an interest in the plant when I found so many different benefits for so many of the different cannabinoids. Over time, I was just enthusiastic to get into the industry as much as I can. So when CBD became legal, I jumped straight into the industry as much as I could. Um, I started working for Canna Healthcare and I run Canna Healthcare. And I've done free house calls for people going out and giving information to people of the benefits of cannabis and letting them see the benefits that CBD and other cannabinoids can offer. Um, after that, I started creating Good Vibes Bespoke products in 2019. Um, since then I've created a few products now that are on the market and seem to be getting very good feedback um, then 2020 came along and I finished my diploma in medicinal cannabis since then that sort of gives me a bit of credibility now in the industry that I sort of I do have a bit of knowledge behind what I'm, what I'm claiming to have well that's a very impressive resume I would say diploma in medical cannabis thanks Tim <laughs> what on earth does that involve vaguely out of my own curiosity um, well, it was it was quite a lengthy course to be honest. I was expecting it to be sort of to be quite handy for myself because I had been researching cannabis so in depth. I'd read a lot of books over the years and stuff, and done a lot of online research in cannabis. So I did expect it to be quite simplistic to me, sort of maybe quite naive of me, um, because it was quite in depth with regards to the, the the body's own sort of internal systems and immune system and things they got, um, and how everything actually relates to the endocannabinoid system. I understood the endocannabinoid system, but I, I had to learn how that connects with the rest of the body and how everything interacts together. I think it's very apparent to people, I'm sure, whenever you explain your history, that, you know, not only have you studied it from an educational point of view, but you actually manufacture CBD products. I think that's... I imagine to most people that that'll make a lot of sense because clearly you're an expert in your field and the only way to really get to that level is to be involved both from the educational point of view and practically making the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the R&D side of things, yeah. Yeah. Um, and making CBD products, how has that journey been since was it 2019 did you say that yeah it's been very enjoyable and say since i've researched cannabinoids and and the benefits of them i've I've always been enthusiastic to to do product development and and create products because i just feel there's so many corners being cut in the industry so i wanted to do what i felt i could create a better product than a lot of products out there by utilizing the the terpenes and creating bespoke terpene blends for daytime and nighttime and things that hadn't been done back then so I really have enjoyed that journey of doing that now and I say I have, well, I've got so many different products out there now um, that, that do seem to be getting great feedback because the, the research is behind them and the quality products uh, the quality sort of base product is behind it yeah and that's the whole um, that's the whole thing for you isn't it I think again that kind of comes through in the way you talk about the product but you start with the best and only the best 
I feel you have to. I mean, a, a product. I, I don't believe any product should go out the door unless you know it works. Um, any products we create, we we put out for trials. Every single product has been put out for trials, but with ten to twenty people, we make sure the feedback is one hundred percent what we want before we think of releasing the product. If a product doesn't work, there's no point in releasing it. It's it, it's pointless. Um, every every CBD product that's put in the market should have benefits. If it don't, it's just getting cannabis and CBD a bad name. Another question that a few people sent in, could you please explain um, and go through some of the different ways to consume cannabis and CBD? Okay. Well, combustion's your your, your first go-to that people have used for years with joints, bongs, pipes. That's your, your main... Set them on fire. Yeah, pretty much. Your main forms of combustion. Um, that's clearly, obviously, now one of the, the most unbeneficial ways, I would say, to, to consume cannabis. Um certainly least benefits from it and certainly side effects in regards long term you can if you're over consuming you can have lung issues and so on people then turn to vaporizing to try and make it a safer healthier option um vaporizing was great for so long people have vaporizing flour it, it is very it is a lot more beneficial and, and a lot safer than combustion um but then we'll get on to sort of vaping concentrates then came next um which again came to the dabbing scene it's all well and good people using concentrates but it becomes very it's like everything um overconsumption becomes in comes into play with a lot of people um and there's a big issue now called chs which is cannabis hypermesis syndrome Um, it's became quite we'll call it quite common in america um over the last two years Um, it's it's broken the uk in the last year to two years with certain people so there is people have came down with chs and it's it's actually become so common in the last few months that the NHS have actually addressed it now and put out a care sheet about CHS. CHS, as much as THC is anti-nausea and, and when you consume too much of it over such a long period of time, it can actually cause nausea. It can cause serious sickness and serious abdominal cramps. Um, it can cause dizziness. Um, these are some of the main side effects of CHS. Now, the only way to apparently stop CHS is to stop cannabis completely as a way the NHS are claiming. Um, now I, I know people who have had CHS and I've read a lot about people who have had CHS it doesn't seem that you need to stop t- taking cannabis totally um, but you do need to certainly drop your consumption very very much so um, you need to drop it right down to, to zero for certainly a few days until you're feeling better and then you need to gradually introduce certain cannabinoids that are beneficial to yourself or you feel they're beneficial to yourself over time um, reintroducing those cannabinoids slowly you'll know if you're getting any side effects again um, but again you shouldn't get any bad side effects within a few weeks if you start reintroducing cannabinoids if you're not over consuming i mean some of these people that are over consuming are maybe eating four to five thousand milligrams of edibles a week and they're consuming maybe five thousand milligrams of concentrate through dabbing or joints a week so there's maybe ten thousand milligrams of of thc a week that's serious serious consumption and that's why this is coming out it's not like it's just came out of the woodwork it's just it's a case of just overconsumption. i mean concentrates weren't available to the degree they are now years ago people were only able to buy flour basically to, to consume cannabis now there's so many different concentrates of different types as i've explained before in the podcast and like i say so many people are just getting carried away with it and and this chs has just it's really taken off this last year it really has does seem to have came out of the woodwork as much as it's been there in america nobody has really knew about it over here and um, where now there is a a lot of sort of lads in Northern Ireland who have actually been struck down with it in this last sort of six months to a year. So it does seem to become quite common now. Um, and it, that to me is something that needs to be addressed as regards when we're talking about different ways to consume because it's so easy to consume more certain ways. It's like edibles. Edibles, people can over consume edibles. Not, this, not, not in that sort of way of danger of catching CHS or things like that, but 
as regards tolerance. Um, if someone's consuming edibles, if someone smokes a joint, they'll feel that straight away. Um, same with vaporizing, you'll feel it almost immediately. But when you consume edibles, it takes a, t- a while for it to bypass through your system. So it can take maybe half an hour to an hour for you to actually feel the side effects of an edible. So the problem with people taking edibles is it'll maybe take one chocolate and think, mm, that's not very beneficial. Ten minutes later, I don't feel nothing. So they'll take another chocolate and they'll think ten minutes later, I still don't feel nothing. So maybe take another chocolate. By this stage, the first one has just started to hit them. Then the second one comes in, the third one comes. By this stage, they're laying the sofa and not able to budge. So this is the problem with Overconsuming tolerance-wise, it's a totally different overconsumption as regards CHS. This is people overconsuming on a daily basis over months and years, and it just catches up. And that that's something I think needs to be people certainly need to be made aware of. Um, because there's a lot of people in the industry still not aware of CHS. Um, there's a lot of people are starting to catch on to it, but there's so many people unaware of it, and people are getting sick and not reali- realizing why they're getting sick because, as I say, they are consuming such vast amounts of THC. Wow. That's quite scary. I want to ask you more about CHS, like what are the symptoms, but just before I do, could you tell me what is dabbing? As a noob, I have no idea what that means. Okay, dabbing is, uh, it's a way to smoke these high concentrate oils, okay? And like I say, high concentrate oils come in different consistencies and textures, but they basically come between 60 to 95% concentrate, okay? So people consume these. Um, it's similar to, a dabbing would be similar to, to a bong. Um, people will use what's called a dab rig, which it's very similar to a small bong, shrunken bong. Um, you can put these concentrated oils into this and basically sm- you're smoking straight away. So so people are consuming like 90% THC in one one shot just so it's it's it is quite high concentrate. Um it's basically as people that have been in the industry for or in the community and in the in the seen for so many years have been consuming flour and they just then the concentrates come out. And the concentrates are very, very they're very high levels of terpenes, some of these concentrates, so they're very flavoursome. And, and a lot of these people sort of that have been smoking cannabis for so many years are flavour chasers. They, they smoke certain strains for the flavours because the flavours are so nice in these strains. When they're smoking recreationally, they'll be smoking these strains specifically because the flavour is enjoyable. And, and they're enjoying a bit of the high, but the, they're smoking certain strains because that flavour is a flavour they like to taste. So with the concentrates, the flavours ramped up so much more. So they're enjoying that so much more. So that's why a lot of them turn to concentrates is simply for the flavor profile oh, okay. of it. Okay, never. it's not always for the real extreme high. Some of them are going for that flavor profile. But then they're over consuming by that. Well, that was nice. So then your tolerance builds. It's like anything. You, you start using more of anything, your tolerance builds. Yeah. Um, it's like I tell anyone taking CBD, you should take a break every five to six weeks for one to two days. Yes, you might feel a wee bit rough because your ailments will come back, your anxiety, your backache, whatever the case may be, the reason you're taking your CBD. But the thing is, it'll drop your tolerance down to where you're not increasing your CBD use every single day. It's like anything, your tolerance is going to raise no matter what you're taking every day. So if you're doing that, then if you're consuming 10 to 20 milligrams of CBD to keep yourself balanced every day, in three months' time, you'll be consuming twice that. So to keep your tolerance down and to, to save your money, to save yourself money and to keep consuming less, then you just take a break every six weeks. And it's the same with people recreationally, you do the same. Take mm. a wee tolerance break every now and again, just drops your tolerance down to where you don't just keep over consuming more and more and more to where you're at the point to where some of these boys are where they're smoking a gram of concentrated day, mm. which isn't cheap either. But again, it's it's not down to the money, it's down to the health that we're here to discuss. Do you know what I mean? And that yeah. that's, I think, a big issue for people because some of these people are, are consuming maybe a gram of, to- of, gram of concentrated day 
uh, that's quite serious consumption if they're eating edibles at the weekend they're maybe eating three four thousand milligram edibles on top of that again that's serious thc consumption yeah um, in comparison to when you go back what maybe 10 years ago and people were only consuming hash flour things like that they were it's, it's off the charts now the levels that people are consuming in comparison to what they were back then uh what are the symptoms of chs lee well dehydration uh cramps and sickness would be your main ones um, the first because it's because cannabis and cannabinoids are sort of connected to your digestive tract and things like that to cause your digestive tract to open and close um, what what happens is people's appetite will generally be lost first that'll be the first side effect people notice they lose appetite and don't really want to eat they'll get up in the morning they'll feel a bit of nausea they'll, they'll have that feeling where they, they think they're going to be sick but they're not they don't get the actual nausea first that can last that can, that's actually from from what I've researched that can actually last for months um, people getting up in the morning just feeling that sickness like a morning sickness nearly like a nausea um, after that the next stage it seems to come in three stages the claim um, the next stage is the extreme sickness to where you have serious abdominal cramps um, sickness and dehydration um, this is where you're just buckled over being sick and can't stop it can't figure out why now this at this stage the only thing stops it is stopping to consume cannabis and the pr- problem with a lot of people consuming cannabis is a lot of people realise that THC is anti-nausea so they're getting sick they're going right i'm going to consume some cannabis to help myself here to balance myself and they're actually making themselves worse so what people really to realize that's why i'm trying to raise awareness to chs because people could actually be making themselves worse when they're trying to help themselves so um as much as thc is anti-nausea when it's consumed in these amounts over such long periods of time it does the opposite and actually makes people sick and that's the main issue for people then the third stage is when they stop cannabis it takes a while for their appetite to build up again this can take a few days um, to a week um, their appetite will take a while to gradually build up to where they just they have no appetite don't want to sort of consume food and that can last up to a week after that then things tend to go back to normal and um, as I say certain regulatory bodies claim that, that the only way to stop this is to stop cannabis altogether forever I don't believe so I mean to me like I say it's overconsumption has caused this it's not just cannabis you can't demonize cannabis just because people are over consuming it's like I said before you can't demonize anything for people over consuming anything can be abused so this is no different um, but it does need to be addressed because like I say there's so many people even in the cannabis scene that don't know nothing about it and haven't heard about it and that shouldn't be like that you know what I mean that this yeah. should this should be pushed out there very very fastly this information definitely um, it's almost like I suppose it's, it's it's human nature, really, isn't it? That you get something good and then you just try and extract the absolute most. But, I mean, ultimately, it sounds like something you've told me before. Like, that sort of concentrated level of stuff would really be something you would use for the, the likes of cancer treatment, right? Yeah, exactly. It has it has a time and a place. Yes. Yeah. But even that, you're, you're building that up over time, do you know I mean? But even, even treating cancers and things... Th- you wouldn't even be consuming that sort of amount. Do you know what I mean? It is crazy, crazy amounts some of these people are using. Now, not everybody's going to need to consume 10,000 milligram a week. Some people have a low tolerance and some people maybe never consume cannabis and maybe CHS will come along and catch up with them if they're only consuming 500 milligram a week. You mean, so it doesn't necessarily need to be vast amounts because everybody's different and everybody's immune system is different and everybody's makeup is different. So, that's that's why you can't specifically say it has to be this much over such a period of time because everybody is different yeah. but like i say it generally from from research i've been doing it does seem to be high high consumption and that seems to be the main cause of it high consumption over long periods of time yeah it's interesting you say as well it's maybe came do you think the legalization of cannabis in america has maybe 
in some weird way led to this being more prevalent because if you make it legal then people can get more used to it and then people start messing with it and saying well what, how far can we go yeah totally yeah. agree i mean it, it, it's the same here we're very restricted here because of the legality Um that's that's very negative because there's so many children that can't access medical cannabis because it's so hard to access medical cannabis in this country um, england not so much now it's a bit easier than it is over here um, but it's still still a lot of lot of hoops to jump through to get that for children and um, it shouldn't be like that so there is balance i mean they've legalized in america like you say now and people are down, now going over the other side of things where they're just playing with it as much as they can and creating this sort of high 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 concentrated products as they can so there is a balance um, and as we said before it's all about balance uh, i keep coming back to balance again and again and uh, it's always going to keep coming up because that is the key to cannabis uh, the, it's about balancing the right cannabinoids for your system for you to give you a good quality of life that i mean everybody can have a good quality of life through using cannabis the right the right way but like i say if you abuse it then this is this is what happens yeah well i think there's no better example of balance i know you said like yeah we say it all the time but mm-hmm. what a great example um, just speaking about America and its legalization, I don't know if you know about this. I saw Rogan posted, Joe Rogan, on his Instagram today that it is now federally legal. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you know anything about that or if that's worth mentioning. Because I always knew it's, it's weird the way the laws work there, right? There's sort of federal legality and yep. then sort of state legality. Yeah, because there were so many different states, one yeah. state, then another state, and then uh, it's, just, it's just escalated so much and it should be. So but I think that's I literally saw a screenshot. It's now federally legal, and Joe Rogan wrote something like, "You know, come on, let's go." That, that was all I saw. But I mean, any, any of this is all progression. Do you know what I mean? And I'd say it's just find that balance. It takes people with responsibility. After this, once once the market has any sort of regulation, that just takes a better responsibility on the people in the industry. Do you mean? I mean, there is people that that have great responsibility. I mean, there's some of the biggest breeders in America are carrying great responsibility, like the Jungle Boys, like the Cookies. They are carrying great responsibility because they're doing things properly. You mean, I mean, they're they're growing mass, mass amounts of plants. I mean, they're growing plants under thousands of lights now. Jungle Boys started under maybe 10, 20 lights. They're now growing under thousands and thousands of lights. They are multinational. But they're doing things right. They're not putting PGRs in their plant. They're not putting contaminants. Everything is done by the book and 100%, and they've got passion for what to do. And they're given education alongside everything. So companies like that should always be at the top of this industry and deserve to be at the top of this industry. Um, but again, there's so many cowboys in every industry. It's not just the cannabis industry. So we can't say just because cannabis is legalized that it's it's going to be full of cowboys doing this, that and the other. Because it's the same way alcohol, when alcohol was legalized after regulation and stuff, do you know what I mean? So with the moonshine and everything. So there's so many different ways to look at different things it's just taking on responsibilities the people in certain positions need to honor the responsibilities yeah. and that's what it that's what it boils down to because that's that's how you keep the kids safe that's how you keep the younger generation coming up safe they need the education they need the regulation they need the people to take responsibility and do things right yeah totally um just one more question on the chs thing yeah. if you don't mind is there any is there any famous cases that people could maybe have a look at to get a bit more of an understanding well weirdly enough we've actually been talking about this all week there and then um i'd read an article last night that m&m's actually now been struck down with chs so not that it's a beneficial thing but it's certainly going to raise awareness something good will come from it right yeah um, as regards it'll raise global awareness now because hopefully people will now see it as a real thing um, and 
like I say, there's so many people unaware of it, and hopefully this will raise the profile of it and push it out in the mainstream that people see there is a problem with this and that there is cannabis hypermesis syndrome and it is a real thing. It's not just something that people are trying to taint cannabis. I mean, I'm as pro-cannabis as anybody, but I'll be the first to admit when there's there's things that need addressed. Yeah, you, you can't you can't you can't sort of advocate for something but deny negative side effects or negative things that come along with it. You have to address them. Absolutely. And that's that's what we're trying to do this podcast from day one. Exactly, yeah. How bad is Eminem? Do you know? Is he in hospital? I don't or? know. Um, I just read it last night and, and, and on one of the articles in the American read that he was taken down with it. Um, I'm not sure if he's hospitali- hospitalized or not, mm. but I do know he is taken down. It is public now that it is an official thing that he has actually got it. Yeah. But I mean, I would imagine them boys are consuming serious amounts of cannabis too at times. I mean, he's not going to be with Snoop Dogg there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. But no, I'm with you um, as far as I think anyone who makes absolute statements on anything, I'm always very wary of. Mm-hmm. You know, when you hear people say cannabis is totally safe. Yeah. You know. Nothing is totally safe. Nothing is. Everything can be abused. Do you know what I mean? Like I say, there's there's so many beneficial products out there. There's there's vitamin products out there. If you overconsume them, you'll have issues too. It's no different. There's there's supplements. You overconsume them, you'll have issues. So there is beneficial things that will have issues. Cannabis is exactly the same. It's no different. Like I say, I'm as pro-cannabis as anybody, but I'd be the first to admit if there's things that need addressed. You, you, you have to stand on the, on the fence with this. You can't... That, that was that was one of the reasons why I wanted to get this podcast up and running because everything seemed to come from one side. People are standing going, cannabis is bad because of this, because of that, because of the other. And you have the other side of people going, no, cannabis is great because it does this and this and this. Someone needs to stand the fence and go, yes, there is negative side effects to cancer is negative things if you over consume and so on but there's so many benefits too that we need to address and the benefits outweigh the negatives tenfold so like i say the negatives only tend to come along if if it's down to irresponsibility down to people not regulating things right or down to people being irresponsible with consumption with themselves with over consuming these serious amounts i mean like i say edibles edibles is a big big market now it's so elaborate you would not believe. I mean, there's there's major chefs and chocolatiers giving up their careers to start in the edibles industry because it's became so big, even underground and in countries where it's illegal, never mind fully legal countries like America. So the edibles industry is unbelievable and some of these boys are serious, serious artists. Um, it's unbelievable some of the work they pull out. So their the work deserves credit. Um, but again, it's a balance. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like I say, everything in balance. It's fantastic to consume for people to consume a level amount of edibles that suits them. But overconsumption just needs to be addressed, I think, for a lot of people, or it's going to give cannabis a bad name. Yeah. You know the way I always need to parallel it with alcohol? Because that seems to be the way my brain works. Yeah. It's a bit like, would you say, smoking um, flour, for example, Mm -hmm. would be a bit like having a few beers. But if you're pounding, uh, or what is it, dabbing? Yeah. (laughs) So not cool, I'm like. (laughs) That would be just like pounding absinthe. Or moonshine. Yeah, that, that's and who really needs that? Or again, as you say, maybe you have a place. tolerance to that mm-hmm. point, and maybe just stop, let mm-hmm. the tolerance break. Would that be something? That, that's a that's a fantastic comparison. Um, that's you've just hit the nail on the head. That's exactly the way you would do. I mean, if you're smoking flour, I would compare it to yes to having a glass of wine at night. If you're having a, a, a smoke of flour, do you know what I mean? But yet, if you're dabbing, then yes, it's like having a shot of vodka instead. Of, do you know what I mean? That's that's a very good way of comparing it. Yeah, I mean, you keep going back to alcohol just because it's it's the legal alternative. Yeah, and that's understandable. I can understand why why you relate that. That's what I used to relate cannabis to a lot of time to try and compare the two sides. Yep. Cool. Um. Well, I think that's a very, f- quite 
scary but very fair warning to everyone it's just something i needed to touch base with them because i, th- I just think there's not enough awareness out there about it i think there need i think there needs to be and um, because i say it's it's so many people consuming different at different ages consuming do you know what i mean so everybody needs made aware of it just totally and as you say that's the whole point of this podcast it's um the good the bad and the ugly right that's exactly what it is <laughs> cool um well lee that's really all we have time for this week is there anything last things you want to say or leave anyone with no that's it just if 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 anybody's watching youtube and enjoyed it if they'd like and subscribe it'd be fantastic and if you're watching spotify if you'd follow us it'd be fantastic yeah and again just any more questions anyone um fire them through on please send them through send them through to dm and instagram or send them through to tiktok or obviously send them through to youtube yourself whatever suits you at all and we'll answer any questions at all Great. And um, as always, thank you for the education, mate. Tim, thank you for your time. Thank you for joining me again this week. I learned a lot. Catch us next week. Cheers, Lee. Watch the full video podcast on YouTube at Kaput Network. We'd like to thank you for joining us for this week's episode. We'll catch you again soon for some more Canna Chat. And remember, the real crime is knowing cannabis can help others, but doing nothing about it.